It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by TeePublic.com for the t-shirt lovers and the t-shirt designers who like to have fun, laugh, look good, feel comfortable, get good jobs, get sweaty dancing, and go home with someone who also does those things. And we love tpublic.com so much that we created our own store with all of our fun t-shirts and everything on tpublic, including the BGN Radio Store, right now is on sale. $14 for all of the t-shirts that we have on there. Just go to bgnradio.com, click on the store, and everything is there for you. Also, 15 to 25% off right now of all the accessories, mugs, stickers, phone cases, onesies, and a lot more. Just head to tpublic.com or, again, to bgnradio.com and click on the store. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. Here we go. TV. You're listening to BGN Radio. Anyone that wants to doubt me, I'm just it just fuels the fire, you know, and um, I'm just ready to prove anybody wrong and um, prove people right to people that believed in me, so I'm ready, ready to go. Oh, what's going on? Bleeding Green Nation! Hey, 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 it is another post-game show of, I don't know, I don't know if we should call it real football. Maybe we should call it uh, abbreviated, very painful, Matt McGloinish, pack your bags and go type of, uh, of football. But hey guys, we are so glad that you are here live with us on Facebook, right on our the Bleeding Green Nation uh, Facebook page, also on Mixler Live, and if you're listening on the replay uh, on SoundCloud iTunes, Stitcher, uh, wherever you are out there, tune in uh, the uh, or Google Play uh, as well. We have uh, the five star reviews do go a very very long way. We are uh, happy to have you with us, and we'll be taking your questions in just a moment. But we will get to uh, I, I would say uh, the other hardest working man in radio and in podcasting who joins me on this episode is BGN Radio episode two fifty two, and I just have to apologize real quick, James, because I forgot. And I promised the BGN Radio UK people that I would do the intro uh, in a British accent. So we're going to have to make up for that on the next episode. Uh, but how are you doing this evening, James? 
John, well, I'm a lot better now no, knowing that you're going to do a British accent and I yeah. get to hear that and uh, and laugh at the attempt afterwards. I, I, it's actually something, it's one of my things, is is wondering why British people are so good at doing, you know, American, <laughs> American accents. accents. And we suck at British yeah, accents. Yeah, we just cognate it up all the time yeah, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's all I can do is, that, hey, governor, like yeah. that's all I got, that yeah. kind of stupid, you know, cockney accent. It's, yeah. it's it's bad, John. It's, it's too, bad. So bad. Let's uh, let's get right into it, James, because, um, l- well, let me just ask everyone out there. Are there any more questions about Jordan Matthews versus Ronald Darby? Thank you very much. I think we can close the goddamn door on that one because he looked phenomenal tonight. Yes, I know. It's preseason. Yeah, sure. He was probably out there with some of the twos and covering some some of the – but anyway, look. It's Anquan Bolden. He's making the. He is making some plays out there. You see the speed. It lived up to the practice that he that he had over the past week. Uh, I I love that Ronald Darby is an actual cornerback that can actually play in the NFL here, James. Which allows, just as we said on the preview show, safety blitzes from Rodney McLeod and from uh, and linebacker blitzes from Michael Kendricks, which is supposedly what he's good at. I am ready to rock and roll on the Darby train, my friend. I don't care if it's preseason or not. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, we were ready to rock and roll. We didn't need to see this to be ready to yeah. rock and roll, but it was fun to see. I uh, like you said, the closing speed was what you know is so impressive to me. And that doesn't matter if it's a, a preseason game or the Super Bowl. You know, if a guy has that ability to to close like he does, it's gonna flash. And um, it it really it really flashed, man. Uh, obviously, had the one pick. Certainly had an, uh, a chance at another on a uh, even better play. You know, of yep. course, like you said it's the preseason. Obviously, he's also going up against the the team he just played for. So you would think he he knows what they're trying yeah, to pro- do. Yeah, he probably knows the offense a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. But like, you can see the athleticism. You can see the skill. Um, and like you said, you can see what it allowed them to do. I mean, the McLeod yeah. blitz obviously caused the interception. Then um, Kendricks gets in and gets a sack because of it. And uh, the defense as a whole. And you know what? Again, for the second straight week, shout out to Jalen Mills, who, yeah. you know, not, not necessarily covering the best receivers. But, yeah, like, look, look strong out there. So, um, yeah, man. I look. The, I, I I have no complaints with with the defensive performance from tonight. Yeah, let's hear it again from Merrill's lips to your ears, here, folks. Back goes Tyrod Taylor. He's being flushed. He is firing downfield, and it's intercepted. Intercepted, and running with the football is Darby. Darby at the forty, at the thirty, at the twenty. Jumps over a man, and he's brought down at the 16. <laughs> Welcome to Philadelphia, Ronald Darby. What a call by Merrill. I love it, man. It's he's Darby! It's Darby! Darby. <laughs> that was awesome, man. That, yeah. was, that was, like, super, like, for a preseason call, no less. Yeah, absolutely. That was strong stuff. Fantastic call by Merrill. And, uh, yeah, and, and it's okay. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's all the things that kind of led up to, okay, what did we see in practice? What did we see on tape from this guy? Yes, I, I mean, it's all... Oh, you have to be cautious about a guy that has a, a humongous sophomore slump. And again, it's putting a lot of stock into one preseason game here. And I'm not trying to do that, but you just see what he can bring to the table here. So if they can kind of move that and, and have that going forward in the beginning of the season here, that's going to help out Derek Barnett. That's going to help out Chris Long, just all, all the different things that we've talked about. And, and look, it helped Fletcher Cox in that middle of the line almost immediately. Those things that we have prayed for the last seven years, just give this defensive line an extra half a second. Give them a, a .25 uh, chance of a second to kind of get there and complete and get those sacks. And, you know, even Brandon Graham, I 
I mean, not that not that he needs the warm up here, James, but it was nice that he said hello to our old friend LaShawn McCoy tonight as well. <laughs> yeah, well, especially after Shady had that run right before, and you're like, oh man, like I like it's the preseason, but the last thing I need to see is Shady running all over us. Yeah, and then right. Brandon Graham was like, boom, like great. And and you know what? That's one of the things we talk about a lot with Graham, but I feel like on the whole doesn't really get mentioned enough is what a good run blitzer he is and how strong he is against the run in general. Um, it was fun to see. And look, you know, it, like just on the whole, like, you know, last week we talked heading into last week, all off season about the defensive line and the potential to eat. And we saw it through, like the depth was what's so impressive throughout the game to me is, yep. you know, uh, you know, the, the obviously Viejo uh, had the penalty there, but still flashed. Steven means business like that guy <laughs> made plays like, yeah. you know, what I mean, mean, he's like, going I, up I, against I guys that, you know, that are going to be packing groceries here in a little bit. But yes, yeah, it's still it, and I he's mean, 27. Like, yeah, it's so deep. Like, that's what I mean. Like, they're they're so deep across the board. They just ate up that Buffalo line, which admittedly not a great one. And obviously the backups even worse. But uh, John, I, I thought it was a real heartening performance from uh, from the the defensive line. General, obviously Barnett yet again uh, showing <laughs> yeah, up. Man. It's really uh, like, look, man, if if those guys stay healthy and they can rotate in and out in this short system, which is all about like go 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 go. If you can just keep throwing fresh bodies, fresh talented bodies in there. Oh, man, like it could be fun, John. Yeah, let's get into Derek Barnett for just one second here. Peterman goes back. He is hit. They've got him. They have sacked him. And he's brought down by Derek Barnett. How about that, Mike? For Derek Barnett, that's three sacks in two weeks. Not a bad start for the rookie. And it's just – it's getting to the point now where you're going, okay – we see Vinny Curry, and he's starting with the first-team defense. And, uh, and and look, Barnett's checking off all the boxes that you should. If he's going up against the second team, he should be winning those battles. Uh, and, and, again, he just turned 21 years old. So that's, that's just another thing to kind of get excited about. I thought him and Chris Long looked really good tonight. And, again, when you're talking about that that depth there, James, it's, uh, it's really, really nice. It's a definite change of pace over the last couple of years of having fresh guys come in and out. I thought Chris Long had some really nice moves and, you know, again, showed that he He's he's still the the rotating defensive end, uh, you know, veteran that's that's kind of won a Super Bowl, and you can tell where he's at. I would have to give at least some serious consideration here because I look at Vinny Curry again, and it's it's the same old Vinny. It's getting and not getting to and not setting the edge and, and having guys like blow right by him, taking the easy path during the running game, not overly effective. Uh, you know, during that pass rush again, as a, as a, you know, it's it's the Bills' offensive line, and it should he should be cutting right through that. I, I would have to at least give a look, see at what he does up against Miami starters, and it's dress rehearsal, and maybe they don't want to do that because they want to give Derek Barnett time and and really wait a couple of weeks before they throw him into that mix. But maybe for at least you know one or two snaps. Three or four snaps. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna be playing a lot uh, next week. I would have to think that Derek Barnett and Vinnie Curry almost go 50-50 next week. What do you think, James? Um, here's the thing. I, I think there's a certainly a chance it happens next week. One way or the other, it's happening. I think that you know by the end of the season, both Barnett and Long end up playing more snaps than Curry. I am, you know, not. Uh, excited about Vinny. Bullish. I want to, <laughs> yeah, Vinny not bullish. I'm bearish, as yeah, they yeah. say. Um, <laughs> like I, I, you know, I want to go back in time and and uh, change hashtag Vinny to hashtag Don't Free Vinny because uh, 
Um, Keep like, I mean, it's just, just been such a bummer, man. Like we were all excited to finally see Vinny get a chance to get some real reps. And, um, he flashed so much, obviously with the pass rushing ability in, uh, you know, limited time. And then you think Schwartz comes in here, he's going to be a beast. And I don't know what it is, but I, you know, for me, and, and obviously the money is a massive mistake, but, yes. um, for me, I'm ready to, to per- declare Vinny a non-entity. You know, if, if we get something from him, awesome, that, that'd be exciting, but, I personally am counting on Long and Barnett more than I am uh, uh, Vinny already. Yeah, and, and and we've said that that's that was kind of a mistake for the Eagles to kind of give that kind of money to him. But at the same time, he is what he is, and I still think he can be really effective in the rotation. You know, if he's behind, if he's this, on the second team eventually with Chris Long, I think that's a good spot for him. Or if they're both on the field at the same time, I think that might be a good thing. But it, eventually, as the season goes along here. Uh, I, I really think it's going to be Chris Long and Vinnie Curry duking it out for snaps, and they might end up being you know around the twenty-five to thirty per- percent range between the both of them, and then they're just kind of have to see where it is after that. And uh, you know, I, I don't know. I we we have tried uh, many different things to get Vinnie Curry to look like what we all want him to look like. The the swapping of the four three. It was supposed to kind of turn that on. It didn't. Um, again, just two preseason games in. Uh, maybe they'll try something different with him. But uh, I would expect Derek Barnett to to have some serious serious snap numbers heading into the season. And and like we've been saying, you should and continue uh, to to be excited for Derek Barnett here. James, let's flip over to the offense for just a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of excitement tonight. Uh, you know, Alshon Jeffrey makes his debut. Carson Wentz, everybody's feeling and thinking, okay, here we go. This is going to feel like, you know, Doug, throw it fucking 50 yards down the field and just try for a touchdown here. And it didn't. It didn't do that at all. The offensive line looked really shaky. Uh, there was uh, massive amounts of uh, runs to LeGarrette Blunt to the outside, which, okay, whatever. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to just more or less say that I think just LeGarrette Blunt is, is just slow now. I think he's slower than he was last year, and I don't think it's just that veteran. Yeah, he's just warming up to uh, to the regular season thing. I, I'm I'm a little concerned again with offensive line and Legarrette Blunt combo here. I don't think that that's going to be uh, netting you a, a couple of yards here, here and there if you're starting out your drives this way. Should anybody be overly concerned about this, or is this like, hey, you know, the starters on the offensive line still aren't there? Let's wait until week one and just kind of see what happens. But I don't know. I, I didn't like what I saw from the offensive line or the running game tonight. Yeah, I mean, well, at least, I mean, Corey Clement looked great, but we'll get to that. But, I, like, I am uh, – I'm not nearly as worried as you are. I wasn't as worried before the game. I'm not as worried after. I think Blunt, again, you know, he's barely practiced. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's he's 30, you know. I, I think he's going to take time take to get into football shape. Right. You know, he's probably been, you know – um, uh, you know, enjoying some indulging Cheetos? in the off season a little <laughs> yeah, bit, yeah, you know, sure. who knows? You want a Super Bowl ring. Of course you are going to do that. Yes. Yeah. And that is fine. So I, I, I still think he can, can get back to where he is. I mean, that's the thing is last year, I know he had the most carries he ever had, but prior to that, like in terms of tread on the tires, he really has always been used for the most part as a, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, in, in committees or as part of, of, you know, as the second back or right. whatever. So I do think that, that there's still the chance to have some life in those legs. And, uh, as far as the O-line goes, it's tough without Peters in there. It makes such a big difference, especially with Absolutely. Lane shifting over. Not that Lane did a bad job at left tackle. It just, 
it's such an advantage to have a guy like Lane on the right side because he's so much better than That's normal right. right tackles are. Um, so, but regardless, you know, I, I'm not nearly as worried as you are, but I, I can understand being worried. I think the more interesting question, John, let me throw one back at you. Like, is Corey Clement making this team? Man, I, I tell you what, it's really tough to say. All right, this might be the hottest take of the night. So fire, fire, fire it up, Grandma. Fire it up. I think, and Matt Daring pointed this out in the text thread, so I got to give him a lot of credit for this. I think Donald Pumphrey ends up on Phantom IR, and Corey Clement makes his football team. That's that's where it's. I mean, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, Jesus, we're you know Donald Pumphrey is supposed to be this weapon, and I, and I'm not. I am not seeing it right now. I am not seeing it. So I could see something like that, uh, or if. Smallwood ends up on IR, although I doubt they do that because Deuce really loves him. But um, yeah, they seem to love him, John. It seems like everything we hear from the organization and people around the organization is is they're they're much higher on Smallwood than than the vast majority of the fan base is. I would say yeah, it could be it could be um, I, I don't know it could shake out differently. And look, this could be the Henry Josie effect here because he's definitely yeah. winning that award. We are going to be on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to be fighting about the friggin' fourth running back on this football team. But it's getting harder and harder to just go, okay, Corey Clement's, uh, uh, Clement is just a guy. And that's what I've been saying for a long time. He just looks like a guy. But, you know, he loses 10 to 15 pounds. He's starting to get a little faster. He's catching balls out of the backfield. Uh, again, it's going up against second and third team. I, I, I would like to see him again uh, next week uh, versus Miami. Maybe get some reps through there, too, just to kind of see where he's at there. But, it, yeah, I mean, it's getting harder and harder to say no to it, and I think that if that means Donald Pumphrey doesn't make this team and is suddenly injured uh, and is and is stashed away during the Phantom Iron, because it happens every year, like they will find somebody and be like, yeah, we can't fit him on the practice squad. And if I was the Eagles and I go, well, somebody's going to pick up Donald Pumphrey if we put him 100%. on the practice squad, so we just got to make his ass injured and we're good. So I'm just saying that that could happen, James, and that's I, I think Matt made a great point. I think that might happen. Oh, I love that call. I, as soon as Matt said it, I was like, yes, like that makes all the sense in the world because Pumphrey just doesn't look ready. And, and I know he's he's always going to be tiny and he seems to take hits well, but I think he needs to put on some muscle. I think he needs to get his yeah. body a little more ready for the NFL. Um, and, and obviously the speed and elusiveness hasn't been there yet, obviously, and again, in limited opportunity for the most part. But uh, I'm with you, John. I mean, right now, I think, you know, if you have to just pick one of the two of of who who do you think is going to be you know a, a more beneficial piece on the team? I think Clement offers more versatility for you, um, and, and just looks better right now. But um, it is if they can't you know phantom an injury, I don't know what they do because I don't I don't think they're gonna cut Pumphrey, and I don't think they're gonna you know attempt to put him on the practice yeah. squad because. I, I, too much risk. Him. Yeah, too much yeah. risk there. And it's not a fault to, to Donnell Pumphrey. It's just there's they're they're asking him to do a lot of things that he didn't do in college. So it's like, hey, you're going to be a slot receiver. Hey, you're going to be a punt returner. Uh, you know, it's get, it's getting used to that. And just like you said, I think if he had, um, you know, another eight pounds on him, that, that would that would definitely help his durability in the league here. But we'll, we'll have to see. I I don't know. But it's it really is going to be a fun race for wide receiver six and RB4 and all the fights that all, all us Eagles fans are going to get in on that. But, yeah, Corey Clement looked really good. And I want to go back to the offensive line for a second because you touched on Lane Johnson playing left tackle. Uh, I will give all the credit to Teron Davenport back in, where were we, January, February, when we were talking in the offseason. He was the first one to point out, hey, man, I wouldn't move Lane Johnson from right tackle to left tackle. 
And this was kind of the, one of the reasons why, just as you said, James, like, I just think he's a better right tackle. And I'm not going to say that Dylan Gordon can easily replace Jason Peters, but I think I'd rather have Dylan Gordon on the left side, you know, protecting Carson Wentz there in that similar skill set. Uh, who is the lighter version of Jason Peters, or if they just end up drafting a new left tackle and, and, and figuring that out. I don't think I want to move Lane Johnson. And the more and more that I see the switches happening, the more and more I'm starting to agree with it. It just doesn't it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. And, and granted, you know, if it was Big V versus Matt Tobin, maybe it would have looked a little different tonight. Uh, and, and again, there's... You know, we haven't seen the offensive line together due to injury or, you know, Jason Peterson condolences to him because it sounds like he lost a family member. So uh, I, I think it will be better. And I don't want to overreact to, uh, you know, what, what are we on, four drives of, of NFL football <laughs> between this group? Yes. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, but, but, but that solidified that for me for sure. And also when we're talking about weight, the one thing I didn't mention about Barnett, and I think it was said on the broadcast too, I, he does need a little more muscle and a little more technique against the run. It's not that it's awful. And in college, they definitely ran away from him. Uh, but I would also say that's that's probably one of the other things that I noticed about Derek Barnett and maybe why uh, you, you, you might not start him early on. Uh, but again, <laughs> Vinny Curry's kind of the same liability. So whatever. Uh, let's get to uh, the what was supposed to be the most exciting thing, James. Alshon Jeffrey. What you what'd you think about Alshon Jeffrey tonight? Yeah, look, uh, obviously the first two passes to Jeffrey Wentz, uh, you know, they, the offense didn't get, get it going until that, obviously that last drive that they had where Blunt fumbled as they were kind of really rolling and, and going to no huddle, which I thought was interesting that that was finally when it started to move. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, look, Alshon, we saw him make a couple catches. The one catch was, it was nice over the middle of the little slant, you know, uh, 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 short slant route there where he just takes it and goes a little bit. I think we're going to see that a lot this season. But third and um, five, you know, baby, right there. Yeah, <laughs> every time. I, I think. I but Wentz looked. You know, I think at first, I don't know if it was just like the excitement to have Alshon, yeah. but Wentz was definitely a little jittery. At, you know, that up. first drive with the two passes. Well, it's hard to throw the ball that mm. far over Alshon Jeffries. Uh, you know, str- you know, reach essentially. He's a tall man with long arms. Um, so, you know, a, it was fun to see it out there, but obviously, <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but obviously somewhat anticlimactic because like you said, we all want to see him come out and just freaking street down the sideline and rip a ball out of a cornerback's hands and take it another 20 yards for a touchdown or whatever, you know? So, um, it was, it was cool. It was neat to see him in an Eagles uniform, but, um, you know, I'm still waiting for that real, you know, punch of excitement. Yeah, I, I, I had predicted like once they were finally on the field, they'd have their first touchdown together, and everybody'd freak out and be like, "Okay, here we go, playoffs!" And duh. and and I will say that that was it—the first or second Wentz throw. I don't know. It was to the left sideline, I think, after the Legarrette Blunt thing. That was. That was really bad. That was so oh, yeah. bad. It was uh, brutal. And then you started to be like, "Uh oh, uh oh, he's going, he's going back into into old year or last year Carson mode there for a moment." But uh, there are a lot of people that I think overreacted to uh, what was the 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 fade route where it was like three on two when you had Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar on the the left uh, of the uh, of the uh, end zone there. That's what I'm trying yeah. to look for. And uh, and yeah, he just there was nothing there and he threw it away. And I think people took that yeah, as like, "Oh my god, no. it's so inaccurate." It's like, no, he was doing the smart thing. He 
threw it away. Uh, but no, one, the throw, the prior throw, the first throw to the first Alshon, throw was real bad. Sailed that was way bad. over his head. That was the bad one. Uh, but although the, when they finally got that that first drive together, and the Garrett Blunt was did the smart thing and was waiting for his blockers to kind of get in front of him, and you know they were rolling uh, right along there, and uh, whatever Zacherts kind of killed uh, killed one of those drives. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Zach uh, showing up to his. To his name there, uh, but uh, again, a, just like you said, a couple of nice passes, and, and of course, hey, Nelson Aguilar didn't let I me was, down I tonight, man. I was about man. to say, how have you gone this long without <laughs> mentioning Nelly? Um, and that was okay. So, so just so you guys know, that's what we saw in practice. When you put him in the slot, and he does a bop, bop, and then just goes and gets open, splits the zone coverage and where they're at, or if it was man on man, that we did the same thing. So. The Bills recognized that after the the a couple of nice catches from him, and then they you know they they moved the safety and that slot over, and and then they double teamed him after that. That that if it can stay consistent, that's what we saw in practice when you're. And then all of a sudden, Torrey Smith's open or Matt Collins is open or Zach Ertz is just sitting in there. If you can get that extra element in there, and uh, and I'm just praying that Nelson is that. 600-yard, 500-yard wide receiver that's that annoying slot receiver uh, with all the right moves and all the right stuff, just like Tom Cruise. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to kind of like, okay, this is, this is what we saw and this is where we're at, and hopefully it just can, you can grow from it and it continues on here, James. Yeah, he's a taller Cole Beasley. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, there it is. No, look, dude, like, you know, you know, I've been – and again, I will continue to not fully believe or, or even like partially, uh, you know, a lot to believe in Nelson Aguilar until I see him do something in the regular season and, and multiple games in a row or in a season or whatever. Uh, but this was the um, most positive – you know, thing we've seen with him, right, John? I mean, there like, it is. Yeah. It, like, he looked good. Like, yeah, he, he, he looked all right. You know, he made a catch and he ran a little bit. And he, you know, he, he made uh, little shifty moves in the yeah. center of the field and, and, you know, made a couple catches. It was, uh, it was fun to watch. Like, it was like, um, the first time in a long time that I didn't think of him as a complete and total bum who I never wanted to see again. Yeah, that's right. A couple of people in the uh, in the Facebook chat, and again, thank you guys for tuning in live. Uh, you know, where was where was Trey Burton tonight? He was actually he was out there. I think it was mostly in the second quarter. I think he had three or four grabs actually in the uh, in the second quarter. I just I don't remember the plays exactly, but I remember he was on the right sideline and because uh, he, he wears eighty eight. It doesn't stand it's, out. It's, enough. it's right. outrageous. It's outrageous. It's the number. It's the number that's keeping us from him. And it was, unfortunately, with the next guy we're going to talk about. Uh, I would like to thank Matt McGloin for participating in the 2017 <laughs> NFL season. Jesus Christ. What was that? You know, I mean, that's two games in a row. And I, I have to apologize to all of you for actually trying to make you and convince you for at least a, a week and a half or two week stretch during OTAs and going, you know what's Matt McGloin? What what can what can he do that Nick Foles can or whatever so, or however that phrase is supposed to go? Uh, I was dead wrong. Oh my God! You know Matt McGloin is is not going to be on an NFL roster, nor should he be anytime soon. And uh, it's time to say goodbye to Matt McGloin and hello to Dane Evans. There, uh, James Seltzer. Yeah, a million percent, John. The phrase is. What can Nick Foles do that Matt McGloin Thank can't you. do? Thank you very and much. And the answer is apparently a whole shitload of a lot of stuff because <laughs> I never thought I would love Nick Foles as much as I do tonight. Like, he is so much better than Matt McGloin, and Nick Foles is not good. So, uh, dude, uh, it, like, I, I'm at the point where, like, I, 
I, I don't I don't know if I can watch Matt McGloin anymore. Like no. it's it sucks. Like it bring in another camp farm. I can't football. watch Matt McGloin. Like yeah, whoever it is. Football. Right. Yeah. I hate and, it. and the fact that we get excited. Well, I, Jimmy Kemsky got excited that Dane Evans, well, I don't know if he got excited, but I got the excited about Oh, I was excited. I the was announcement like, yeah, Dane, get it, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, head in there. Head in there and take care of business. Uh, we want to get into uh, a little bit more, but just as a reminder, we are brought to you by Eclipit TV, the hottest app that is out there, folks. And we saw a lot of people using it tonight, as you should be. Vine's dead, guys. So... You have to go out there, and it is live television in the palm of your hand, right on your phone. You can make 30-second HD clips from live television all the way back to two hours from whatever you're watching. It could be sports. It could be whatever your favorite shows are. It could be, you know, you're watching, uh, I don't know, CNN, or you can hear something weird's happening on, on Lifetime, and you want to share it with your friends. Boom, it's right there in the palm of your hand. You just go to the channel that you're watching, you clip it out, and uh, you can put it up, Facebook, Twitter, and it's great for enhancing blog posts, and we're going to be doing a lot of that, especially through the college football season to get you ready for draft and all the Eagles highlights that are there. So once again, it's Clip It at ClipItTV on the Twitter.com and ClipIt.TV for more information in the Apple Store on uh, Google Play as well for Android. So, uh, it, yeah, and I, and I don't know. I guess, there's, and see, there's a lot of people who are freaking out about LeGarrette Blunt and, and just like me with the, with the offensive line and and sure I, I I here's here's what I keep coming back to James like these things do matter they do matter and I, it's just a matter of like how, well how much is it is it really going and and honestly it happens all preseason and I'm sure you go back and forth with it all the time where it's like well yeah oh that was uh, Marcus Johnson who tonight uh, I was glad that he showed up and people got to see him on like a 38 yard dig route uh, get wide open and then you know people always remind you every five seconds well yeah he's doing it against guys that shouldn't be in the league. And whatever. What should and shouldn't you take away from preseason? You know, like, what? how much stock are we putting into these things? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a great question because, again, uh, not to uh, to bring it up again, but, you know, we'll never forget preseason game number three a couple years ago. So, um, <laughs> 10 you for know, 10, and, 192, and three tutties, everybody. Oh, God, I, I get sick thinking about it. Yeah, I know. Um, but so the point being that, like, I don't, you know, I don't, I never want to take away too much from preseason. I've made those mistakes before. And um, I think, honestly, when it comes to the starting units, it's hard to take a ton away. There are a lot of real vanilla schemes, a lot of, um, you know, uh, it's it's not the same type of, of emotion and, and uh, energy and all that type of stuff, which is crucial to the sport itself. It's a game built on emotion and on aggressiveness and all right. that type of stuff. So, um I think that, uh, again, I, I think you could take away position battle type stuff. Like, I think you can look at, at Marcus Johnson versus Greg Ward or, Mar- or you know, Bryce Treggs yeah. when he comes back in game three versus Marcus Johnson. You know, I mean, like, I think you look at the, the bottom of the roster and you can really take those things seriously. I think you also look at guys coming back from injury to see how they look. I think that's always uh, something where you can glean some stuff. And look, John, like, there are certainly things where – you know, an offensive line is bad in the preseason and it carries over. I just don't think that, at least right now, especially for the offensive line, I mean, we always talk about the importance of cohesion, of having the same five guys out there and knowing each other and all that stuff. So um, I, I'm just, I'm not there yet. Uh, is it, is it, uh, am I more worried about it now than I was before the preseason started? Yes, because I was pretty <laughs> bullish on the O line, but. I'm also not like really worried. Yeah, and I, I I'm not either. I just think that I 
I think it would just ease everybody's mind a little bit, too, if they came out in Game 3 against Miami, which, hey, we're going to be down there all week, too. And I'm not exactly sure on the dates, but they're going to do joint practices leading up to it, so it should be a lot of fun. And uh, that's the other thing that I forgot about when I was thinking about Miami is there was there was a large Derek Barnett versus, uh, what was it, Charles Smith? Chuck Harris. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Harris. Harris. Chucky, good old Chucky Harris. Chucky uh, Harris. Chuck Smith. I get it. See, I was thinking of, uh, of our, our good friend Marcus, and I was combining those, and that's probably really not fair, but, uh, you know, you just think back to that and, and how big a deal it was uh, with all these different pass rushers here, and I'm going back to Derek Barnett again just because I, I can't stop talking about him, but, uh, you know, it, it you have – I, I don't really know if there's going to be anybody better than him and Miles Garrett on that level going into this season, and I and I'm I'm really curious and interested in how he stacks up with with those guys with the, with the Charles Harris's and with the with the rest of of this class. Is there, you know, I I don't know. I, is there anybody? I hate this. I I don't know. I'm trying not to get too crazy here. Is there anybody that's really better than those two guys in this draft class right now that you can think of that you're like, all right, maybe we should cool our jets with Derek Barnett here? You, are you talking like any position defensively? No, no, no just, or, just, or, with, just with the pass rushers alone. Just you know, with because the pass rushers. There was so um, much pause of like, oh, it's another pass rusher. But I, I can't really think of anybody other than Miles Garrett. You would obviously have a large debate on like, okay, well, what's what what can and can't we do? And it's probably a pretty easy swap, but. I don't think I would want to give up anybody else right now for Derek Barnett. Maybe some corners, maybe, you know, maybe that gets locked in the mix. Maybe people would say, uh, you know, uh, Conley or something like that. But I, I, I don't know. I've never, I've felt, I've never felt more comfortable at a first round pick in quite some time is basically what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And I don't know who I would, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey, that'd be interesting. You know, there there are names in that first round, at least offensively, and and like you said, a couple corners would be interesting. But I'm with you, John. I think um, in terms of the pass rushers, and look, Miles Garrett has already had some kind of issues, some injury issues, and stuff like that. And um, you know, he's not the one thing you can definitely say, Miles Garrett, no question, athletically and and you know all the spark and all that type of stuff. He's certainly ahead of Derek Barnett and all that stuff, but. Uh, he definitely does not have Derek Barnett's motor. There, there's no question about yeah. it. Um, and Barnett also, like we've said a bunch of times, is you know, and I'm sure people are sick of hearing the whole high floor type of thing. But like, <laughs> you know, especially as a rookie, though, like he's coming in advance. He's coming in with moves. He's learning moves. He's you know working with Jason Peters. He's working with Chris Long. Like he's doing all the requisite necessary things to shine as a rookie. And uh, I'm with you, John. Like I'm like. Uh, all in on the Derek Barnett being effective immediately bandwagon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and let's stick with the rest of the draft class, actually, because uh, Rizul Douglas actually had, again, some nice playing time tonight. And uh, early on in the first half, uh, you know, had a couple of pass breakups. Really, uh, really was able to uh, you know read some of the the wide receivers that he was with, and I think that included Zay Jones at one point. Who again, Golden Hands, Golden Goose, uh, Jordan Matthews is going to say goodbye to in Buffalo next year too because that kid's awesome. Uh, but uh, you know, I I think there were there were times where again where Rizul Douglas looked like looked like the rookie part of him, uh, and I don't know if that was I think it was just before the the first half there, James where. 
was a long third and 13. He was playing off a lot, like almost 11 yards, giving him a cushion on third and 13 or something like that. And I think they ended up converting on the on the first down. And I don't know if that's Schwartz's call or, you know, not where, where he's supposed to be. But overall, again, I feel pretty confident that if the Eagles had to, and he would probably take his lumps in there with stuff like that, um, I, I still think Razul Douglas is he has a bright future for this football team, but you can see where the, that kind of rookie curve is is hanging out right now. Yeah, no, and I don't think it's just the rookie curve. I think it's kind of the stuff we've talked a lot about. Is you know, like you said, John, like when he's playing off like that, he's not nearly as effective as when he's up on guys and and getting his hands on him and bumping him. We saw it a couple times tonight where. Um, as Zay Jones, by the way, I'm with you, John. Like he yeah. looks good. He's Man, such so a natural good. football player. Yeah. Um, and obviously super quick. Uh, but I, I think and and you know with Jones, but but a couple times I saw Douglas. Like if he gets passed, and it didn't really screw him tonight uh, because of both bad throws and a, and a dropped uh, pass. But um, he can get beat. You know, the yeah. foot speed is is clearly the issue, and I think that he really needs to be a press guy. He needs to have a chance to, to you know, kind of even the playing field a little bit because if you give someone a head of steam to go uh, kind of at him, uh, he's going to have trouble keeping up if they get past him. Yeah, for sure, and, and it's just kind of – uh, it, it, it's good that <laughs> there are those two safeties behind him, and I think that will uh, continue to happen. And between him and in Darby, if you had to do that, and the other guy that uh, you know, I'm I, I'm starting to have to come around on here. Jalen Mills looked looked good again tonight. You know, I'm he's he definitely looks like he's improved. I understand where a lot of the comments from Jim Schwartz and a lot of these guys in the locker room were coming from uh, throughout training camp here. Um, it's that, and it's that thing that, you know, he's got the dog in him type of type of deal where <laughs> he's, he's going to get beat if he gets, if he makes a mistake. But, um, if he doesn't make a mistake, he's, that's where that, that CB2 upper echelon kind of comes in and he doesn't let people get past him when the ball's caught in their hand and he's in front of him. He makes the tackle. I, I have been really impressed with Jalen Mills, uh, from, uh, from the past two games here. Me too, John. And I'm I'm a I'm a I wouldn't say I'm a Jalen Mills hater, but I'm certainly not a Jalen Mills lover. Yeah. Um that sounded weird. Uh, Mr. Lobalova. <laughs> um, but I, I, I've been really impressed. I said it after the last game, after this one, he's been in the right places. The technique's been there. He's physical. Um, he's been quick enough, obviously not going up against um superstars, but um, really for a second, you know, that second corner spot going up against the, the, the second type receivers, I think he could be really effective, John. And, and look, you know, the, the thing I like about him is I, I always loved the confidence that he had. Yep. I just didn't love the way he displayed the confidence. It already seems, and again, it's, it's short, but it seems like he's just, he's got a little bit more quiet confidence to him. This, this, you know, at least coming into this season, he seems more sure of himself. He's not doing quite as much of the the bravado type stuff. And I think, I'm I think finger, it's great. I'm and also, did you notice right, the, the, I'm finger wagging right now to the Facebook uh, live crew right here. Not, not a lot of that tonight is what yeah, you're saying. Which yeah. was great. And did you notice he, he's got the dark dock visor on? What oh yeah. That? He that switched that up. That's right. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, and, and that's what's, uh, that's what's good. And that's what, uh, what we had said uh, leading up to this was that's what a Ron Darby does is he makes and elevates a lot of the guys around him. I think the energy of all that in the secondary, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, it it, it elevates everybody's game. It makes them a little more pumped up. If you got a guy that's making plays like that and you're like, wow, 
he's he's really stepping up and and you know a pass breakup and an interception. I got to step up my game on the other side, or you know Jenkins got to make a play, or McLeod's got to make a play. And man, that I can't, oh, I can't, I can't get that safety blitz out of my mind. The 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 Jim Schwartz creativity, creativity, I should say, is uh, hopefully can and can kind of make its way through here. And I even said, speaking of the safeties, and thing, Corey Graham looked pretty good tonight as well, fitting right yeah, in there. Yeah, Terrence as a Brooks again too. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where they kind of map all these different safeties that can do a lot of different things. Things, play in the slots. You can play him on the outside for a couple of snaps. You can, you know, have him play cover three, cover two, or uh, you know, a, a one shell look with still three safeties on the field and and, and kind of mix and match. I got to tell you, um, I, I think the uh, the Patrick Robinson slot experiment, outside experiment, and Patrick Robinson in general is still done. I mean, he looked he looked a little lost <laughs> again too. And I know, look, it's it's hard going in and out, and you're trying to learn a different defense and. I don't know, man. I, I, I thought that there might be a chance he could back up Ron Brooks, but, you know, there, there's Aaron Grimes there. There's uh, even even at worst, and you're just going in with one guy. Uh, unfortunately, I, I think Patrick Robinson is done here, pal. Yeah, he stinks, man. Yeah, he's, he's not out. good. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I do worry a little bit about going in with just Ron Brooks because, um, you know, Obviously, the injuries worry yeah. me, especially with the – obviously, it seems like the one this this preseason, not that big a deal, certainly not as big as tearing the quad. Uh, but um, I just don't know if I can count on Ron Brooks, and, and I don't want to have to force Jenkins in the slot again. So um, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think that – I think there's a real chance Patrick Robinson doesn't make this team, but, you know, I wouldn't – be shocked at the same time if he still did yeah uh on a uh game three is gonna be big for him yeah it is it, re- it really really is i think that's that's it for him uh <laughs> either way uh an interesting thing i don't think a lot of people brought up caleb sturgis not not great not the, the best john in the past two so maybe uh maybe maybe ringy ding uh, cody parkey one more time and see and see what he's up to I, oh yeah. god isn't it funny how isn't it wild just how year to year that that just can't skill set and position can be, isn't it? It's just so strange. You figure if you could do something great, you could do it. Like Vinatieri, there are a couple guys. You know, Justin Tucker seems to be like that, but you know, for the most part, there's so much yeah. you know year to year changeover with these guys in terms of who has good season, who has bad ones. When I'm laughing because if you guys at home are, are you know watching Hard Knocks like we are, and if you see that whole Roberto kick, Roberto getting kicked, and but but Nick Folk tonight misses a PAT, and you're just going like, oh, oh my, my god. god, it was the weirdest thing of like why would you cut a guy before the second preseason game that you invested a second round pick in like at least have the competition <laughs> going to the third game christ that was it's such so a weird, weird thing they were just like we have to fucking wash our hands of this we, this we is the with guy. Uh, unmitigated all-time disaster <laughs> we traded picks it to move up in the second round yeah, yeah. to draft this guy and he's a he's a disaster if he misses one more kick we're gonna fucking kill ourselves we have to get rid of him <laughs> and that's where you know uh, at some point maybe maybe the ego's got to be a little bit concerned about that uh you see two what two for four i think he's missed from the 40s 45 and 40 was it 48 tonight uh and, yes. and made from short so I don't know. That keep an eye on that going into Game Three. I think he was a little wild. Um, maybe to consider uh, bringing bringing somebody in as a as a backup, uh, just to, just to kind of see for a week. I don't know what they do. Maybe I, I'm going to say all that, and then Caleb Surge is going to go five for five or something like that. Uh, James, I want to go back to the Garrett Blunt here because there's a there's a massive discussion going on right now in the Facebook Live chat room. 
at what point should you sh- – I mean, should you really be worried about what you're seeing right now? Because I, I, I don't really know. And, and I think people are, are again, looking at LeGarrette Blunt like, okay – He's going to run uh, for you know 200 carries this year, and I I just don't see that happening. But I also I also don't see them opening up with him a lot. You know I I don't think Legarrette Blunt is going to be on there first down, first and ten. There's Legarrette Blunt. I, I I don't see that. I I feel like Darren Sproles Smallwood, you know something, and one will stay in the backfield and one will shift out into the slot or something like that. I, I get the sense it's going to be more like that, and you're going to see him more on second and short, third and short. It's still in those situations. I, I don't think that he's going to ever be a, like a leading back here. Well, I, I don't know. I think that we're talking kind of semantics. I think he'll get the most carries on the team. I think – uh, I, I think people should not be worried. I think we're getting way too overreactive here. Like I said yeah. before, I mean, he's only had 200 or more carries twice in his career last year, of course, yeah. in his rookie season. He doesn't have a ton of tread on the tires. Like, I don't – I think I think it's it's way premature to overreact. And then on top of that, like, look, he's a one-year, what, $2 million guy. Like, people shouldn't have expectations for the roof. He's just an upgrade over what they had and offers you something. He's certainly not going to be a three-down back. We know that. He's never been that. He never will be that. Um, uh, You know, so I think game flow will dictate how big his role is in different games. If they need to run the ball or if they're ahead, I think he'll play more. And, you know, if they need to throw, he won't. But – I think it's definitely premature to, to you know, eulogize LeGarrette Blunt's <laughs> eagle career already. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll say I think we pretty much agree on that. I, I also want to dive back into the Michael Kendricks thing, too, because there was, there was actually some a, a couple of people commenting on Twitter tonight and uh, some in uh, in Facebook Live here as, as Brandon Perkins is right now saying, you know, Kendricks trade stock is all the way up. It's all the way up. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know, you know, if that was – I don't know if it was – Michael Kendrick's a player that was holding it back or the situation that where they were in holding them back because again I can't tell you how many times Jim Schwartz has said oh they've you know we're so one dimensional and maybe that feeds into it more than that and if they did want to trade him when the guy is requesting a trade in January and they say no I almost got to think that door is probably closed now and 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 I'm not sure what the Eagles would want in return for Kendricks that would help them more than Kendricks actually being here at this point. And and look, it's it's been a discussion for three years and whatever. But at this point, you got to think Kendricks isn't going anywhere. And heck, if he plays like that, that's a that's a big positive. Everybody should be excited about that if that's what ends up happening. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't agree with you uh, more, John. I think you're 100% dead on. Uh, There is no one that the Eagles are trading Michael Kendricks for. You know, at this point, you're probably trading for a pick. Obviously, I know they just trade Jordan Matthews for a cornerback and a third-round pick, obviously. But um, that's really rare at this time of the year. Yeah. It would just be really surprising to see that happen. I think it's far more likely that not only is he, is he here, but like they, like you said, John, not only do they kind of need him here, but if he can play the way he played tonight with that type of aggressiveness and the ability to blitz and kind of just being all over, I mean, that was the best, you know, and again, preseason, but that was the best <laughs> we've seen him look in a while. So like, yeah, if he can play and, and even be half the guy we saw tonight, then that's, right. that's better than, than you know, uh, Nate 
Gary or, or, or some of these other options who oh, just yeah. aren't ready or aren't good enough. Again. So, yeah, yeah man, I, I think Michael Kendricks is not only here, but I think that, you know, he's got a chance to be a real contributor if he shows up. Yeah, shouts to uh, Don Cherry, by the way, for having the forced fumble tonight, a diamond-level tracer on the wonderful game Overwatch. Shouts and to him. for being an amazing <laughs> hockey announcer yeah, with so, awesome well, suits. Well, first of all, he's not an amazing hockey announcer at all. Don Cherry's do, hockey Don Cherry's an idiot, but he does amazing dress, looking. Uh, yeah, hockey amazing looking hockey guy. That's right. I I don't think that the um even, you know, e- even as much as we say friend of the show Najee Good is a, is a nice backup. Um there's you know, I I don't know. I, I think Gary's going to take some time in like his coverage skills, despite being a safety and a bad one in Nebraska. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's not there yet, so he's going to need some time doing that. And, and nor should you expect him to be. I mean, he's a fifth round pick for a reason, and uh, they're going to take some time to develop these guys. And again, and he's switching positions. Yeah, and, to, and switching positions. So it's a different eye level. It's you know he can hit, and that's great. And he's a form tackler as he should be. Uh, but yeah, I think having Michael Kendricks here is is probably for the benefit of the team. You know, we all thought, okay, there's an easy swap for Kyle Fuller, but they took in care of their their starting CB uh, situation for now. I think they have an, enough depth there. And hey, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Marcus White for getting cut and then re-signed and then having <laughs> the uh, game winning interception uh, tonight. So there you go, uh, James. I'm gonna. I think we're wrap it up from there. But just want to get your final thoughts there, pal. Uh, okay, uh, two quick ones. One, uh, well, also real quick, you didn't mention it, but what the, what the fuck with all the flags? Can we just throw less flags in a preseason oh, game? God. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, Ed Hockley uh, has enough uh, airtime, by the way. Thank you very it much. Is, it is out of control. But uh, two final thoughts, both about the Bills quarterbacks. One, uh, tell me you thought of nothing else but Nathan J. Peterman the entire time that guy was out there. That's all I could think about. And number two, DJ Yates, really? Oh that dude is still around and he's like the, you know, third string. I guess he's probably Tyrod's backup, but like TJ Yates <laughs> yeah. playing in the fourth quarter of a preseason game makes me sad and confused and I, I yes. don't know what else to say John yeah I just kind of I just kind of uh like a like an upset bear I just kind of say I go yeah. oh man. I want to curl into a little fetal position and just kind of <laughs> suck my thumb or something uh real quick Isaac we're asking would you, would you take Matt McLoin or Matt Barkley and that's the Matt McLoin is the only guy that I would go yeah I'd take Matt Barkley we uh, found oh him, my guys. God, it's not even close we found him we found a guy that I would take uh for Matt Barkley so there you it's go it's Barkley easily yeah uh for those you watching right now uh, i want to thank you once again you can just give us and do us a huge favor just click a, a like on the uh, on the bgn radio page there as we're trying to get that up also i think right now if you are very very fast the t public seal for bgn radio we got a lot of great t-shirts on uh, bgnradio.com just go click on the store thanks to t public right here tpublic.com which has shirts that uh, you yourself want to create or if you want to go uh, support some of the awesome independent t-shirt artists that's what they are there for bgnradio.com and click on the store uh, my final thoughts is again no matter what our reactions it is preseason it is preseason. Take the good things and the bad things, put them in a blender, and then ultimately throw them out the window once week one starts. But um, it still tells us a lot of you know where the depth is at, uh, where the starters are going to be at, and where the, the rookies are heading, and hopefully they're heading in a good direction. I'm John Barchett for James Seltzer. This has been episode number 252 of BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys. <laughs>